Are you thinking about your photography? This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye, and yes, it's been a little while. The last few weeks have been interesting in a good way. Last week had a little bit of a cough going, so I was offline in reverse order. Before then, I was in the Mara. Before then, I was home for a few weeks. Before then, I was in Iceland. Before No, I lie. Kenya and Uganda, and then Iceland, and then in Svalbard, all in reverse order. Now, I am sitting here in the office. It's Monday morning. Quite a few things to get done this week. I'm going up to the Mara for only one week on Sun Saturday, and it's a small group, only three people, which is amazing. And the one thing that I'm very excited for is to be able to spend more time than usual. It's almost like a private guided trip, this one, with the people on the ground. And the one theme for me this year that I've seen with a lot of people on trips, online, uh, questions, face-to-face, whatever, is, and I'm trying to not, not shake it here, I think people, and maybe you're one of them, don't know what you're doing with your photography. There it is. And it's not a fact of you, you get to the field and you don't know what to do. You, you go on a trip, but you don't know why you're doing it. And with anything in life, if you know why you are doing something, you will be better at it because it means more. The, the outcome of the entire exercise means more to you. Now, in every single trip I've done over the last 10 years, people often will pick up the camera and they'll start shooting. Grr, grr, what are you photographing, John? No, it's a lion. Yeah, no, I get that. But what? What about the lion? I've said this many times. Is it the light from behind? Is it the room lighting? Is it the teeth? Is it the scene behind him? Is it the tree he's laying against? Is it the negative energy between him and the female? Whatever it is, you need to break it down more. The more you understand why you are photographing a scene, the more or the better you will do it. But people come on a trip and they're just photographing. And then when you start speaking to them and you say, listen, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? No, 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 because I, I like photography. Okay, that's cool, but what are you going to do with your images? No, I th- I'm, I'm uh, what? Huh? And people don't know. And then I keep on saying to people, have something that you are shooting for. Have a website. Why most of you do not have websites, I don't understand, because it's a very easy thing to do. You don't have to be tech savvy. You can have something like Smug Mug where you link it to your Lightroom and you just you should be creating collections, first of all. And then you can just create your collection inside your Smug Mug, inside your Lightroom, and it updates your website automatically. But what it does is it gives you a reason. It gives you a why. There's something very different to going on a trip and photographing a lot of stuff right? And just photographing, what do you got? I've got 20 pictures of a lion and 15 of a leopard and whatever the case is. And then nothing happens with it versus knowing that at the end of this trip, I want to have a gallery on my website with good images from this trip. These are not my printable images. These are not the ones I want to try and sell. These are not ones for my book. This is, or for my Instagram. This is just the good images from this trip. So if friends and family come to visit, or someone says online, oh, how was your trip? You can say, here's the images from that trip. You will, whether you like it or not, you will pay more attention to the editing, to the shooting, to the selection of images, if you know you're creating something out of it. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. For you just to go out and photograph and then to put four, five, let's say 12 images from a trip of a week 
on Instagram and think that's it. Look, hey, if you just want to go on safari and photograph and just keep on shooting image after image after image and putting these things on a hard drive and never really looking at them again, that's okay. That's okay, but then make peace with it. Stop then saying, oh, I don't want to know and I don't have a website and nobody likes my stuff on Instagram. Yes, yeah, because you're not putting in the work. But it's 100% okay. It's 100% okay if you just want to photograph and use photography as a way to experience nature. That's okay. But then you have no right to bitch and moan if your photography doesn't get better because you're not challenging yourself then. Your photography then is a means to an end with the end being just a nice safari. And that's okay. Again, that's 100% okay. But if you decide you want to be a better photographer, if you have the need, and I, I can probably think on one hand of, of, of people who traveled with me this year who honestly just enjoy the process, who don't really care about what happens afterwards, about a website or about Instagram or whatever the case is. But if you're really honest with yourself and you want to be better and you want to get more good comments and you want to sell your work and you want to have something, you need to start doubling down on that. And you can't just shoot in the field, get home, and then decide. You can't do that. You have to decide up front. This is what I want to do this week when I go to the Masamara. I want to create a portfolio called, I don't know, Colors of the Masamara, Predators of the Masamara. Because when you're in the field, when you pick up your camera, and you know what you are shooting for, your photographic mind, your creative voice, starts speaking with you. You will see different things. You will think of different things because you're shooting with a goal. If you don't know where you're going, you're never going to get there. That's a fact. It just is. So when you go out in the field, what are you doing? Are you thinking about your photography enough? I just think, and I've said this in a couple of podcasts recently, there are too many people who go into a trip and then they get to a sighting or a subject or even a scene if it's landscape Without picking up the camera, they look at it and think, mm, nah, there's nothing here. How the hell do you know? Are you so driven by only the hero shots that you're not willing to even try? Are you so set in what you think you should be getting that you don't even try? If you have a theme in mind, you should be trying because any scene can be made to fit your theme. The way you expose, underexpose, what you include, what you exclude, how close you zoom in, how far you go wide. But I don't think, there's two, I think it's unfortunately people are on the two extremes. I think on the one side, people dramatically overthink their photography and it cripples them. It absolutely cripples them. Or they don't think about it enough and they're leaving some experience, some enjoyment, some image quality on the table. Those two extremes, where do you sit? Are you overthinking your photography to the point where you don't, you're so crippled by it? Or are you underthinking it? That you're just doing it and you're just not really getting the most out of it? Because I think then you're not going to do it for that long. I think you're going to get bored. If you're overthinking it, I think you're always going to have this, this cognitive dissonance where you really want to do something, but then again, it's just not working because you're overthinking it and it's just this, it's messy. The one thing recently where the, the whole thing of having, being crippled by choice, right? Um, I think the, all my destinations blurred together, but I think it might have been Medikwe or the Mara. I don't know. But we'll be talking about what mode to shoot in, because now in some instances you want to over and under expose, then you've got to set the aperture and shutter speed. Now, here's the truth. 
if you understand the triangle of light, ISO, aperture, shutter speed, and that if you change one, something else has to change to keep the light the same, but each of the variables have their own secondary creative output, yeah? Aperture, depth of field, shutter speed, slow motion, blur, ISO, graininess, but the three of them. So the amount of new people that come into photography, they do a course or they get told you have to shoot in manual because there is still this thing where people think if they shoot in manual, they are going to create better images than if they shoot in aperture or shutter speed mode. Guys, when your image gets posted, when you print an image, when someone buys an image, when there's a book, it doesn't say in there, shot on manual mode. Nobody gives a fuck. Does the image work? Is it a good image, yes or no? For a lot of people, the, the need to change two variables every single time they shoot. The cheetah walks, the background changes, another cheetah joins. You have to then look at aperture and shutter speed every shot versus just paying attention, for example, in aperture mode to just aperture. If you are shooting in manual mode, it doesn't mean you're a better photographer. It doesn't mean you know more than anybody else who's shooting in aperture mode. You are only giving yourself more work. We are overthinking these things. You are overthinking it. You've got the camera. Let it do what it's supposed to do. Yeah? I said to someone recently, I'm a lazy photographer and a lazy editor in Lightroom and Photoshop. I want to, in Photoshop or Lightroom, I want to get my image to look as good as it can in as few steps as possible. I don't want to sit there and fuck around and just keep on looking for things to do. I want to get in get it looking good and get out. I'm lazy with my photography. I don't want to have to change four, three, even two variables every shot. Aperture for me, and this is my personal choice, aperture is the most creative variable of the three. I can see a difference between aperture 2.8 and aperture f8 on a given portrait. If an image is sharp at 500, there is no difference between the sharpness at 1,000, 2,000, 4,000, 8,000. It's being pregnant and more pregnant. It doesn't work that way. Yet people choose to give themselves more things to do during the shooting process. In Lightroom, they choose the, and I don't know why we are overthinking these things. You are either overthinking it or underthinking it. You need to get to a place where you just do. Maybe it's the zen of photography, where you get to a place where you know what you want to shoot for. I know why I'm shooting, and that makes my, my choices in the field easier. Right? I know that if I shoot in aperture mode and I can only dial my aperture in, that I'm going to have a way easier time than a lot of other people who are struggling, who are missing shots because they've got to change more variables. Because you are shooting in manual, it doesn't mean you're a better photographer. You can argue with me and say, yes, but it gives me more control. Really? I can do anything you can do in manual mode and aperture, but I'm just having an easier time of it. So, I think, and look, again, there's no right or wrong. If you've always shot in manual, that's cool. But for someone new, I've had people who come with a friend and the friend has always shot manual. They've been doing it for a long time. The new person comes along. Oh, you have to shoot in, in manual because that's how we do it. Who's we, sunshine? You do it that way. There are many ways. And again, at the end of the day, there is no, it's like, it's like a sporting game. There's no comment section. You either win or you lose. Is it a good image? Yes or no? Does it matter how it was taken? No, it does not, unless you're in the education side of it. But for most of you, you're not. 
Most of you are in the photography game where you want to create nice visuals. You want to have a good experience creating those visuals. So is the experience of changing more settings on every single shot, if that's what you want, absolutely. Or do you want to have an easier shooting time and only change one or two things? You know what I mean? I think we need to, you, you if you're listening to this, obviously you're into photography of sorts. Think about your photographic process. Are you overthinking it? Are you overdoing it? Or are you underthinking it and underdoing it? You need to find that happy medium where it's a great experience, where it's a fun thing, right? And you're still creating good images. It's a, uh, I just, and then people get confused with, okay, but I've got auto IS on, auto IS on, I, I'll try that again, jeez. Auto ISO on, but I want to underexpose. I'm not sure what's missing here because then they change one variable, they get deep underexposure, and they don't know what's happening in manual mode, then I would highly suggest if that happens to you, simplify your process. Simplify your process. Manual mode does give you a lot of control, but I can do exactly the same thing because I understand everything in Aperture. By setting up, I just control different variables. But it doesn't matter. Again, I'm lazy. I want to get the best shot the easiest way possible. I want to get the best editing result the easiest way possible. If that means using Nick filters or Topaz or both, so be it. Oh, no, you can't use Nick. That's cheating. Uh, no, Sarah, you're wrong. It's just a tool. That's it. Guys, I think we need to reassess. For the rest of this year, if you're doing a trip, reassess why you're doing what you're doing. Because if you can understand why you are photographing, why you take your camera with on a trip, if you have a desired outcome from there, if your outcome is just to have a good experience, fucking A, you're on the right track. If, if your desire is to create images for Instagram, that's your thing. So be it, because then you'll shoot in a certain way. You'll look for certain subjects. You'll process in a certain way, because Instagram, you can play that game. If your, if your desired outcome is to create a gallery on your website, and I would highly recommend that you do it because it's a great thing for any photographer to have that, then you'll be, your, your, your processes will speak to that. If you want to print, if you want to sell, if you want to make books, if you want to create iPhone covers with your pictures on it, you will shoot for that because certain things will work, others don't. Certain techniques will work, others don't. So I think get back to what is your why. What is your why? Why are you picking up your camera and then stop overthinking it? Just because your friend is shooting in manual mode doesn't mean you have to. Just because your friend is using Topaz doesn't mean you have to. Just because your friend posts every single day four times to Instagram doesn't mean you have to. Figure out what you want and go from there. And I promise you, again, I promise you, your process will be easier You'll enjoy it so much more, and I would put big money on it that you will create better images for your specific goal. There's no downside to that. Anyway, I'm going to get going. Let me know what you think. Why do you shoot? Why do you pick up your camera? Do you think you over or underthink your photography? Because if you can move away from that and just find a middle ground and enjoy the process, watch the space. More fun, better images, and I believe that 100%. If you want to get in touch, jerry at wildeye.co.za. Otherwise, I'll chat you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your attention. And um, I'll chat to you soon. My name is Jerry. I'm from Wild Eye. Have a good one, guys. Bye for now.